0: Hi, it's Booty and you're listening to Seven Questions. Seven Questions is where I ask world leaders and people I find fascinating seven questions. Today, I'm so honored to have a dear and new friend, Judith Regan. Judith has published a wide range of authors, from Francis Ford Coppola to novelist Gregory McGuire, for if you don't know who that is, Wicked, which the musical is based on his book, Wally Lamb, Jess Walter, Doug Coupland, and many, many more. She's published politicians, historians, professors, pimps, porn stars, diet gurus, doctors, engineers, musicians, filmmakers, artists, designers, chefs, bakers, entrepreneurs, photographers, and many celebrities, including Howard Stern, Beyonce, Sammy Davis Jr., Jose Canseco, Motley Crue, Ronda Rousey, Sean Haddeny, Michael Moore, and many, many more. She's also hosted a variety of talk shows since 1994 on Fox, Sirius, and Westwood One. In 2018, the Fox Network aired a history-making interview she conducted with O.J. Simpson, during which he confessed to the murders. She's also a writer, creative director, and she's produced many series for CBS, a recent Netflix show as well, and specials for A&E, as well as the show Growing Up Gotti. She has so much more television and film projects in development. But one thing I do love and what I what I'm coming to learn is that she adores her friends and she is a devoted mother. Thank you so much Judith for being on today's podcast. Hi it's booty and you're listening to seven questions seven questions is where i ask world leaders and people i find fascinating seven questions today i have the honor of having judith Regan. Judith, welcome to 7 Questions. How are you?
1: I am so great, and I love you so much, and I met you yesterday for the first yes. time. And you're just like a magical person. Oh, you thank you. You emanate something really wonderful, and it is a delight to be here with you.
0: Well, I know you're a busy woman, uh, and so I appreciate your time. And I
1: appreciate And it's an honor to have
0: you sitting here and playing 7 Questions. Thank you. I uh, can't wait. Question for you first. Yeah. Is there anything you're working on that you want to share?
1: Uh. What am I working on? I'm working on being a finer human being every day. Mm. I have a lot of books that I publish. I have a lot of things in development that are very important and meaningful to me. Uh, We have a project called Sometimes Amazing Things Happen, which is based on a book I published by a psychiatrist who is in charge of everyone who has mental health issues Mm. in the New York City incarceration system, which includes Rikers and the entire jail system. A uh, very important book and one that everyone should read to understand the other side of the story of mm. mental illness and incarceration, which are very linked in America. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm producing many, many projects, publishing many books and every day trying to be a better person.
0: Awesome. Well, with that said, she's super busy. So let's get started with seven questions. Are you nervous?
1: I'm so nervous.
0: All right, great. The
1: pink box.
0: <laughs> the pink box. No one can see this box, which is one of the reasons I always love podcasts. Okay, so you can um, pick it and read it, or okay. pick it and have me read it. Which right. one do you prefer?
1: Uh, I'll read the first one. Read okay. The second one.
0: Question one. You can't look. Question one. Just okay, dig don't in.
1: look. Okay. What's been the most difficult choice you've had to make to fulfill your destiny? Wow. You know there've been so many difficult choices. Um, so many difficult choices. I would say one of the one of the difficult choices I had to make was when my daughter was a teenager and I had gone through a really really bitter bitter divorce, many many years, ten years in litigation, uh, and my ex husband really Ooh. went to town to try to destroy my life and. After he lost the custody trial, which went on for four years, and and then lost the fault trial because New York State, during that time, had fault laws and you could actually mm. sue someone for fault. He lost that after a couple of years. Then he lost the financial all the financial trials. He was suing me for a lot of money. He lost those, um, and you know, after 10 years in litigation, the only battlefield left was my daughter. And so he really worked very hard on trying to exclude me in any way he could Mm. from her consciousness. So she was not allowed to refer to me as her mother in his presence. She was not allowed to call me mommy. And we're talking about a one-year-old child, Um, which was a bit of a challenge for everybody. And of course the biggest challenge was for her. And after many, many years of propagandizing her, uh, at the age of 14 or so, she came to me and said, I'm going to Paris for the summer. And I'm like, "Mm, actually, no, you're not. And she wanted to go by herself and hang out and do whatever she wanted to do. And I was like, "Uh, no, you're not old enough to do something like that. And that's outrageous. Well, my father said I could go and I don't have to listen to you. And he said he's going to hire me a lawyer so I can sue you. So I said and this was a very difficult decision to make, I said, you're going to learn something about your mother today, Mm. not your father, not anybody, and not you, not any human being can treat me this way. This is an outrage, and you're not allowed to do that, and you don't have to sue me because (laughs) you're emancipated. Mm. Go. And she left, and she left. That was a difficult decision to make, Mm. but she came back eventually, and she learned a big lesson, and it was hard to bite my tongue, and it was hard to do that, and it was hard to be firm as a parent, which Mm. is always hard to do for a lot of people. But in the long run, and now she's 27, you know, in the end, if you show your children what's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong, eventually they begin to understand that concept themselves, and now she has nothing but respect for me. Mm-hmm. She's so loving and giving. And, you know, only recently in the last year or so has she really fully come to, you know, understand and appreciate the decisions that I made, mm-hmm. you know. And so, very difficult decision, changed the destiny of our relationship,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and is important for all kinds of reasons, yeah. you know.
0: Cool, thank so you for sharing answer. that. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I mean, deep to say the least. I'm <laughs> like, wow. Question one. Question two.
1: Question two Do you believe in luck?
0: I love that question.
1: Uh, yes, I do believe in luck. I've had a lot of amazing good fortune. You know, and in life, you don't know what your good fortune or your bad fortune is going to be. Mm-hmm. You don't know what what is in fact your good luck or your bad luck. Um, you know, one of the more tragic examples of this is most recently, over Easter holiday in Sri Lanka, there was a horrible terrorist mm-hmm. bombing. And here we have the richest man, you mm-hmm. know, from was it Norway or Denmark, the richest man in this country, there with his four children, and three of his children they're there for Easter, they can afford to go to Sri Lanka on their private plane for Easter and the terrorists walk into the hotel and restaurant they were dining in and blow three of his children up.
0: Mm.
1: You never know, there's a there's an ancient philosopher who said, count no man's fortune until he's dead. You don't know in life what is the good luck or the bad luck of your life. But so much Is because of luck and serendipity and things that just happen and things that certainly you make happen Mm -hmm. you know you have to be prepared you have to work hard you have to be available you have to be open but sometimes you just get lucky Mm -hmm. and I have had one of those lives of incredible good fortune and serendipity whether it was uh, I remember one time when I was a reporter and there was an interview I really had to get and I didn't know how I was gonna get it and no one was gonna get it and I had ta- had to take a flight from New York to Salt Lake City. And the man that I was trying to get to who was somebody that a lot of other reporters were trying to get to, was seated next to me on the plane. That's called good luck.
0: Whoa And then I got I don't the you think know I, That is crazy. <laughs> I mean, and I, yeah.
1: And I spent a lot of time, you know. Trying to figure out how I was going to get him to talk to me. Um, I've had situations where I've stumbled into, you know, conversations that were... It was revealed in those conversations that something really corrupt was going on that had to do with basically destroying me Mm -hmm. that I just happened to walk in on. I've had the most extraordinary, unbelievable good luck from you know, winning mm-hmm. in Las Vegas—like yeah. ridiculous—just <laughs> awesome. by chance. Yeah, you know, to just having you know the opportunity to run into somebody on an airplane. So yeah, I do
0: believe in it. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. It's always a good question for me because people always um, answer that differently.
1: Yeah. Okay. Question three. Question three. What do you want to be remembered for? Um, I think I'd I'd want to be remembered mainly for doing all that I could for the people in my life and the people that I meet and working with and loving with and living with integrity Mm. and love.
0: Done. That's like that's, it. that's a great. I'm like let <laughs> let that hang in the air, guys. Wow, that's great. That's, a, that's yeah. Nothing else to say. Yeah, that's great. Thank yeah. you. Question four. You're rolling through. How you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Do you want to read this one?
0: Sure. Ooh. Question four. What makes you feel most alive today?
1: Wow. Um. So many things. I love. Uh, Meeting new people. I love conversation. I love the intimacy of getting to know somebody in conversation. Uh, I love um, discovering new ideas. I love putting those ideas together. I love putting people together to create magical things. Mm. Um, I love a good meal. I I love a good meal. I (laughs) love a good meal. I love truffles with pasta. Mm. I I eat carbs (laughs) and gluten. I love gluten, makes me feel alive. I love nature. Mm. A beautiful, beautiful flower. Yesterday I was up in Montecito and the roses and the light was so extraordinary. Mm. When I see the masterful works of nature, mm-hmm. I'm just overwhelmed. Yeah. And it makes me feel incredible, you know. Mm. And when I see when I see unexpected unexpected acts of human kindness, it just blows me away. You know, because we live in such a twisted time where people really don't take the time to be with each other and do for each other Mm -hmm. and give to each other. So when I see someone take a pause and actually do something for Mm -hmm. somebody else, you know, it really. And also my grandchildren, Mm -hmm. you know, my great niece and great nephew, the two kids that I adopted, my children. Yeah, uh, I have a really terrific collection of people in my life. That's incredible, yeah. You know, they're pretty awesome, you know, when I see them, when I see my one-year-old granddaughter Kennedy just look at me with her big eyes and long lashes and blink, that Mm. just makes me feel like, oh my god, I'm alive! You know, and when little Ethan, the boy I adopted, you know, when he thanked me for saving his life, Mm. and you know, you just, when you do something like that, and you really change the course of someone's life with so little really mm. it's magical it's really magical
0: wow that's yeah i'm like you've you've mentioned so much and it's all uh to me a collective of things and in in not one area of, of people mostly but um of things that you know make you feel alive uh from nature to people i'm like it's awesome yeah uh, thank you for sharing that you're right. welcome. That's yeah no it's it's that's always another one that's I love hearing how people answer because it says a lot about what's obviously meaningful to you, mm-hmm. which people who may know you may not know, or people who may know of you may not know. So, thank you. Question five:
1: Why do you think we work? You know, I think work is. A- an incredibly important part of being alive, mm-hmm. um, I know for me, I have been incredibly blessed in my life to do the kind of work I wanted to do and mm. to get paid to do it, which is just incredible <laughs> incredible
0: yes <laughs> um,
1: and I you know every day I pinch myself because I don't think I could function in the world if I had to do things that I really didn't want to do mm. um, I I think it's an essential part of exercising your mind and feeling that you have a place in the world to create things in the world. Mm. You know for me, I have been a book publisher for almost five decades. I have been wow no,
0: no yes. small deal. <laughs> <laughs> I've been
1: writing. I hosted a talk show for 24 years. I've produced many, many, many shows. Yeah. you know, I've worked with many, many drop dead incredible creative people mm-hmm. the most brilliant creative minds and trying to figure out you know ways to collaborate and in the most skillful creative ways mm-hmm. to do things with them is is to me an essential part of functioning as a human being i think work is incredibly important and i think people who don't work get depressed and die I really think it's an incredibly important part of your day mm. to accomplish something, to do something, and it can be anything. I have, you. you know, I've done everything from uh, work as a maid mm. to uh, manage. When I was 16 years old, I managed a Carvel ice cream store.
0: Very cool. Uh, you know, <laughs> shout out to Carvel. Carvel, Carvel. we have opposite. one here in LA, actually. No, I think I Dairy like, Queen. Yeah, something else. Oh I mean, it, that was on years yeah. ago because. <laughs>
1: You know, we've evolved in our ice cream. Yes, taste. we have. Um, but back in the day, you know, every job I've ever had and every kind of any kind of work that I've done, I'd really loved. Mm. And I strongly believe in making every kind of work that you do successful and giving it your all. I don't care what it is. Mm. Do the best job that you can do. Enjoy every minute of it. And I've done jobs that are pure drudgery, never complained, never whined never was never late mm. always did a great job <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. always wanted to be the best mm. whether I was a waitress or a housekeeper or a babysitter or scooping ice cream or running a big company yeah. all of which you know I took pride in I think it's incredibly mm. important to to do it with conviction and passion grace and commitment and responsibility and enjoy yourself
0: mm. well there's the answer that's it I love it
1: I'm a good employee.
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and
1: a good employer.
0: And a good employer. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for sharing. Question six. Almost done.
1: What advice would you give to your younger self? Mm. Um, a couple of things. I would say, number one, spend more time at the gym. <laughs> Very important, right? You know, when when they say at the end of your life, are you going to say, gee, I wish I'd spent more time at the office? I always say, no, I, at the end of my life, I'm going to say, I wish I'd spent more time at the gym. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, number okay, one. Okay, yeah, number one. All right, more time working out, number one. Uh, number two, I'd say it would probably be a good idea to choose the men. Mm. That you hang out with and have children with and have sex with mm-hmm. a little more carefully, mm. <laughs> just a little. Yep. I don't regret <laughs> anything, yep. but it would have been nice if I'd picked uh, men who mm-hmm. were a little bit nicer, because <laughs> mm. those guys were not
0: no. very nice. Mm. That's
1: what that would. That's the only advice I'd give myself. Got it. Go to the gym and pick nicer men. Note it period (laughs) end of story
0: end of story well thank you and for those listening uh you know if that resonates with you maybe you could follow that advice today (laughs) going to the gym i'm sure and picking nicer (laughs) men (laughs) just saying (laughs) just throwing it out there last question last question Question. Question seven
1: okay gotta put my glasses on my aging eyes best advice you've gotten and used?
0: I love this question. You know how much advice we get every day? But what's the best advice that you've gotten that you actually use?
1: Uh, Boy, that's a tough one because I don't listen to anybody uh, (laughs) too easily. (laughs) (laughs) You know, most most (laughs) advice that I've been given is like complete nonsense, whether it's legal advice Mm -hmm. or fiscal advice or personal advice. Eh. I mean, the, the best advice... You know, probably from some of the shrinks that I've known who said, you know, avoid these men. Mm. <laughs> avoid these men. men. Mm. You know, disassociate quickly. <laughs> Run, <laughs> don't walk.
0: <laughs> I cannot. Run, don't yeah. walk. Run, don't walk. Yes. <laughs> Run, don't walk. All right. Uh,
1: and let's see. Best advice. You know, I know a lot of advice I've gotten and not used you know, mm-hmm. about money, about mm. career I've I've gotten so much bad advice in my life, mm. you know, I've had people say, oh no you really should be happy doing just what you're doing because you know, this other thing that you want to do it's never going to happen, just forget it and or you're never going to get paid any more than this for the thing that you're doing mm. so just forget it or no, don't sue that person who just stole your company because you're never going to win Mm. The minute somebody tells me that I'm not going to do something and gives me advice about what not to do, I do the opposite. Because <laughs> I am a contrarian. I, I don't follow it. anyone. My mother had a lot of advice for me. Yeah. I never listened. You
0: never listened. Just one of those
1: people. <laughs> oh wow. I mean, the truth is I listen to everyone mm-hmm. and I listen to no one. Mm-hmm. I listen to everyone. <laughs> I take it all in then I do what I want.
0: Wow. That's...
1: But I've done, and it's worked life. for
0: you. Yeah, and it's worked it's, it's worked for you. That's and the it. only
1: other thing I'd say is like I should have had my hip replaced earlier.
0: Mm. <laughs> did someone give you that advice
1: yeah my doctor was like what are you waiting for uh, are you gonna wait until you like fall over and die just it. do it mm, i should have done it earlier guy. i should have just
0: done it yeah, yeah why live in pain why live in pain i do pain not want free. to be yeah okay <laughs> there's a quote there's a commercial why, why live why in pain when you can be pain free, can can be pain free? <laughs> there's oh god that's so yeah, yeah that's funny that's right. um well listen Does that makes sense think, yes that makes total sense <laughs> i'm like Um, I feel like there's a lot of golden nuggets here. Thank you for uh, taking some of your time to play seven questions. Now that you've played at the end, we always nominate someone. Is there anyone that comes to mind?
1: Yes. I think you should talk to Jean Wang, who's a friend of mine who used to work in the entertainment business and is now uh, a big financial advisor and a very interesting woman.
0: Jean Wang, I will be reaching out to you. Yes. Awesome. Well, This is 7 Questions. Thank you for those who subscribe and listen. It's been such an honor to have you, Judith, Um, take some of your time today to play. Uh, For those who are subscribing, please comment below and let us know what you think. Thank you for listening to 7 Questions. It's booty.